Hello, everyone. Welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock along with Kyle Davis. What a weekend it was here in Toronto. And, uh, you know, not only the Rock win, but, of course, Kyle, your beloved Leafs win. Everything was just great. Uh, my Penguins pulled out a win on Sunday. The Doggies won on Sunday. It was just a, a great wins everywhere this weekend. So it's a feel-good uh, episode of the podcast here for sure for everybody involved. And we're going to dive into... Uh, to this game here from the weekend in bandit land uh lots to talk about really on and off the floor during the day uh, i'm sure some people have seen bill o'brien's video as well we'll we'll touch on that very briefly um but anyways let's first talk about the game itself and the buffalo crowd in it in the beginning and the rock you know falling into a a very small hole but the place was rocking and I was a little bit worried in the beginning that, you know, you, you got you to gotta stop this now. You have to stop this now. You can't let the Bandits get on a run and get these people going because it's, it's going to become an even tougher, larger hill to climb. But, you know, sure enough, the boys bounced back and, uh, you know, battled hard and built a nice lead in the first half. Yeah, I thought it was a great game. And, uh, you know, we talk about... How many times have we talked about we kind of don't like the Rock scoring the early goal yeah. the, the way it's gone this season. So when Buffalo, you know, they, they got up 2 nothing there, I, I was it was the crowd was going, you were right, but uh, like you said, as long as Toronto could stop that and get on a little run of their own and just, just stay with it just to start the game, the first, you know, five, ten minutes in that game, in Buffalo, in that environment, just get settled in and, uh, and you're still in a good spot. That's a good thing, I think. Uh, to me... A couple things uh, that stuck out to me were it felt like we were kind of back to the old rock in a way where everyone it was the first time we've had you know transition goaltending offense all going on once here what felt like in forever a couple weeks at least right and I know Tom didn't have any goals he was still generating uh, opportunities though but you know good to see Robbie Hellier back on the right side of things Adam Jones uh, then we go to transition. You know, Challen's been a monster all year. Brody Merrill chipping in with uh, five points. Mags with a goal. Latrell with a goal. And it, it's just a great team effort to me. And, uh, you know, I mentioned to you earlier, I think, as well, with the Rock up 8-7 at half, I believe it was, uh, it felt like we've had some leads lately going into halftime that we'd come out and then lay an egg for the back half of the game. Uh, you know, the Rochester game, we were up, Eight three, I believe, at one point, and uh, you know they they tightened up. But for us to come out and have the uh, the back half, we did, and I think solid defensively. And Rosie was solid. We only allowed two goals in the third, two goals in the fourth. Uh, you know, just kind of put the bow on the what was a great uh, great evening for Toronto Rock uh, Lacrosse Club to stay alive and uh, the fans. Yeah, and I think another great, real positive sign was the answers that came frequently in the game for the Rock that. Buffalo would score one or two or three, and the Rock kind of matched that after they got the lead. And I thought, you know, that's very important to swing the momentum the other way. I was a little bit worried, you know, when also my second worry point of the game, I guess, was the the five-minute major. But it ended up two shorthanded goals for the Rock, only one on the power play for Buffalo. So in the end, they came out ahead on that situation. And, you know, even the play-by-play commentator, when he called the goal for Toronto, said, you know, Rob, hell, you're getting greedy. And he did take a shot real quick, but he had he had a shot, right? And he took that. And I think that also speaks to the confidence level maybe that 
for whatever reason, you know, mostly hopefully because of the way he was feeling and playing, but it was back in his game there at that point. And, you know, maybe last week or the week before, maybe he doesn't even take that shot or it's not hitting the net or, or whatever, but it seemed like the confidence was back in his game. I think, you know, we're just seeing in some respects the Tom Schreiber effect across the board here where you're saying, you know, he goes 0-4, doesn't score a goal. He was still generating chances. He had some looks, but he is the type of guy that we're clearly learning here now just makes everybody else better by either drawing that attention more towards himself and and giving everybody else a little bit of an easier time and distributing the ball and just, uh, you know, overall he's proving and proven to be a a major, major piece of this whole puzzle here. For sure. Well, I think it slots everyone – Accordingly, when you get get a horse like that back, obviously Buffalo's got to respect, you know, what he brings to the table, which then lo- maybe opens up some some room elsewhere, right? And uh, I I liked how you know the the Rock lineup, uh, what they went with, like Brett Hickey getting drawn back in as well, uh, keeping Littner in. You know, Hickey scored a big goal on the power play, I believe it was. It's patented over the shoulder kind of twister that could, always seems to find a way through the five hole or bounce yeah. low right that's his staple um so i i liked uh, i liked the game that that they brought up front and i think the, the d and and rosie were solid again but uh yeah tom schreiber is definitely a, a huge piece of this and like i said it just his presence you can't deny his presence on the floor and uh, and to me it's so noticeable and it just everything seemed to, seems to come together that much better when he's uh, 26 is dressed out there. Yeah, and even, uh, you know, I mentioned off the top the uh, the Bill O'Brien video that uh, was published with the two teams kind of coming together in warm-up. Uh, you know, one team's leaving the floor, the other team's coming off, all quite innocent really. But in some respects, I think stuff like that can also serve as a bit, bit of a galvanizing moment for a team, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, everybody just is kind of, you know, it's not a team toughness thing. There was no brawl. There was just some guys yelling at each other. Nothing really, uh, you know, to make much of. But, you know, it, it still goes to serve that that's something that, you know, now the guys all kind of joke about. They got a little bit of a common enemy here. If there wasn't a bit of hate in the game anyways, there's probably a little bit more now. And, and with the importance of this game. And I also trace it back a little bit to um, kind of along the same lines as this is that, you know, Tom Schreiber said during the, you know, four-game goal-scoring bonanza that was going on uh, in games three through six of the season that this team played best when they played desperate and when their backs were against the wall. And, you know, no truer words have been said, I think, about this season. And and I think we've seen this again here. And hopefully that's going to carry over into Saturday, which we'll get to and all the scenarios and whatnot in the second half of the show but I really think that you know the backs against the wall the little almost dust up yelling match whatever you want to call it in the morning all these things I think just serve to like I say galvanize the team a little bit bring everybody together and just I think give everybody a little bit of a shot in the arm here because you know things have fallen into place that there was an opportunity still to do something here there was a chance it was against the biggest rival that the team has so I just think it was one of those maybe, you know, perfect storm situations that lined up for the Rock on, on Saturday and everything ended up going their way. Yeah, no doubt. I, I agree. And that, that kind of stuff is, I mean, maybe not, I don't know if fun's the right word, but like 
I think it is. A couple of those guys, <laughs> like the guys enjoy being involved in yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. Like you see in the video, Billy Haas is right in his element in something yeah. like that, right? <laughs> you even see Hickey, an old guy, sticking around. Brandon Miller, with all due respect, hasn't played, you know, minimally, yeah. minimally barely played this season, and he's right in there, and he throws it like – I thought it was great. Yeah. Like, or fun to watch, and the guys you could tell enjoyed it as much as you know. It, it, and it wasn't much, really, um, yeah. from an outside person. Maybe someone who doesn't really know how the pre the pregame shoot around works. Yeah. Um, like, but uh, to me, it, it was fun, and I think it, like you said, a, a little shot in the arm. And we always talk about going into that building, and when your season's on the line, there's no reason anyone in the Toronto Rock dressing room shouldn't have been pumped up. Uh, for the game, but that definitely, I you know, if they weren't, that maybe woke you up or said, "Are we are here tonight?" And yeah. like, we're playing our rival and, and the crowd. And uh, I mean, Bill O'Brien, say what you want about him. It's, it's he clearly says in the video, it's his second game in the league this year. <laughs> um, but from a Buffalo standpoint, why do you want to wake up? Like, why do you want to try and wake up a team that's coming into your building? You think you have. You know you're ahead in this game. You're ahead going into this game. Uh, you got. You know you're gonna have a just a rabid fan base behind you. Why yeah. kind of not that Toronto's like the big bad bear, but but why do you kind of like poke them a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would. I don't know. Fair. Like, yeah. Why would you try and just giving them a little bit more than what they already have going into this game to say, hey, let's really take it to these guys. Yeah, I know. I think I I, I think the great thing about this whole thing is that. For the second year in a row, the Rock have gone in, again, in a must-win game in Buffalo where we see they haven't had very much success in recent history, right? And two years in a row when they've had to win in that building, they've been able to do it. So I think, uh, you know, hats off to the guys. I think this was – it was fun to watch. And, you know, you sit back and say – you know, especially I think for some rock fans, they would say, "Well, why can't we do this at home, right?" You know, they want to see that in in person and and enjoy it uh, themselves. And you know, hopefully, we could see a scenario here that unfolds that you know next weekend the Rock could be at home hosting a playoff game in round number one, the East Division Final, if all the uh, balls drop where they need to. But again, we'll we'll touch more. We're just teasing it right now. We'll touch more on it later. But um, I. Also, just a quick, like, we, we mentioned last week going into Buffalo, neither, I think we just mentioned, we're digging back on Rose's stats in Buffalo, Miller's stats in Buffalo. Uh, I'd like to get Ro- Rosie's opinion um, when he's on the show here. The two, like, he's had, he's came up massive in two, like, like you said, back against the wall moments. And what separate, how were the boys and himself personally able to elevate when they, when they absolutely had to, but couldn't, or haven't really found success Earlier in the season, there, yeah. or at what point, or maybe it is the back against the wall that really wakes them up. Or I'm just curious to get his perspective yeah. on. Well, even last year, I think if you remember, it was Brandon Miller that went in and kind of saved the day a little yep. bit. Rosie got pulled in the first half, and and B Miller came in and and played real well in the second half after really, you know, having a season last year where he battled through some injuries and just wasn't, uh, you know, a part of things because of injury, and then. You know, Rosie was rolling the way he was last year, especially in the early part of the season. Um, but he was, you know, B. Miller was able to come in and, and kind of save the day. And this year was Rosie kind of riding in uh, on the white horse and saving everybody as well, you know, giving the type of goaltending performance he needed to win. And it's, you know, we've already said it here, you know, talk, talk, like 
Tom Schreiber's not the only guy I think that has believed that this team plays the best when they need to be desperate. And we'll talk to Matt Sawyer. He'll also be joining us here on the podcast today. We'll also talk to him about that and, and also get Rosie's perspective on, uh, you know, these last couple of seasons, uh, having those big wins at the end of the year. But, of course, there is one more big win to get here in the regular season. It's pretty much elimination lacrosse here. I mean, it started last weekend, but it's continuing here into this weekend as the Rock must win for any number of a different uh, of different possibilities here to uh, unravel I guess before our eyes here um, on Saturday night in Colorado so we'll take a short break here and then we'll come back with uh, we'll have Nick Rose and we'll have Maddie Sawyer both in the studio with us here on Toronto Rock Total Access stay with us we'll be back in a moment Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock and Kyle Davis here in studio now with the one and only number 66, Nick Rose. Rosie, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Just want to say happy birthday, Hammer. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, as we're recording. Big day. Yep. Big day. You want to share your age with everybody or are you good? Um, I'm Connor Sherry, years old. Okay. I'll let everybody, <laughs> everybody else do the math that on that. Yeah, there, there you go. go. All right. Obviously, we'll start off where where we need to start off here. Uh, An awesome, huge win in Buffalo on Saturday night. And before we dive too far into the actual game, we've been talking off the top quite a bit about how this has been two years in a row where this team now has needed to get a win in Buffalo at the end of the season. And they've done it, despite the fact that, you know, if you look at the track record overall and the larger body of work here in the regular season – over the past six or seven years, the Rock haven't had a ton of success in Buffalo, but when needed, somehow this team needs to, or somehow this team ends up doing what they need to do and getting the win. And just kind of wanted to get you to comment really on, you know, how this team plays with their backs against the wall, and especially the way that these you guys have been able to do this the last two years. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a great sign getting that win, keeping our season alive. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think the desperation definitely showed on Saturday. I mean, we had to be the better team or else our season was going to be done, and the guys just aren't willing to accept that yet. And um, that might have been what was kind of killing us on our, our slump was that uh, the teams we were facing were more desperate than us. So we've uh, kind of made that decision that we don't really have another choice and we have to be at our best. So that probably played into why we uh, were able to get the win. And kind of on the flip side of that, maybe, is, you know, Matt Sawyer in his post-game comments kind of mentioned that, you know, his main message to the team was really just play and that maybe that things were a little bit tight over the last few weeks and, you know, maybe it was time to kind of just say, you know, we're here, let's enjoy the moment, let's embrace it, and let's just go out and play. You know, this is still a game that everybody loves and has, uh, you know, it's a, a tremendous privilege to play professional lacrosse and, and the opportunity that still existed down the road here and down the stretch was that this team could get in the playoffs and that it was a just play kind of attitude. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that and just the messaging from the coaching staff and how you felt that kind of translated to the team and the effort that we saw on Saturday. Yeah, obviously that message uh, was well received. Um, we, I, I don't know if it is a 
thing where we've been kind of focusing on the results or what happens if we do this, blah, blah, blah. The the East has been pretty tight since the get-go this season, so uh, I don't know if we were focused on uh, on kind of where things end up rather than the process, but uh, the message from Maddie to just kind of go out and play and control what you can uh, was good, and it definitely helped us on uh, Saturday. Speaking of the messaging, Rosie, uh, obviously this team's got a, quite a bit of mix of you know veterans, and but there is still a lot of younger guys or guys who maybe in their, their first year, second year in this league still. Did someone step up in the room, you know, at shoot around or prior to the game, or does Brody, is, or is it just we all know what we got to do here today? Let's go do it. Yeah, I think it was a a few things. I, everybody definitely recognizes the situation, and everybody was well prepared last week from practice and video and all that. But um, Saturday night with the the Tucker out lymphoma night, uh, Brody had a pretty emotional kind of speech to the boys right right before we went out and. Uh, it kind of, I think it hit home for a lot of the older guys for sure and and uh, for the younger guys to kind of be able to see what this game means to a lot of the people and what it is to kind of be a professional and I think it kind of hit home and all the boys were pretty pretty fired up to say the least uh, running out the tunnel. And wanted to ask you, lately it feels like, you know, going back to the Colorado game at home, the Rochester game at home, that the uh, the Rock have been you know having the lead at halftime or in the game in the third quarter and just just coming up just short uh, this weekend this past weekend eight seven at half and I thought the Rock did a great job in in ch- rewriting that script I guess and only allowing Buffalo to four goals and you know still playing a full sixty there and what what, what was the difference do you think uh, or what did change between like the games I was mentioning and and Saturday for you guys to pull that out in the back half Yeah I mean uh, I think there's no question we kind of when the offense has been going the defense hasn't been and vice versa for a little while and um Saturday our offense gave us a pretty good lead in the first half and Buffalo kind of got that momentum back uh, making it 8-7 and scoring a few in a row to end the end the half and just at halftime I think uh defensively especially we wanted to make a point to have our best half of the year and or at least uh come out with uh with that desperation and uh we, we knew that the offense was going to kind of keep scoring which they did and if we uh could kind of lock it down a bit on the dn that it would uh result in a win for us and it did now coming up this weekend you play colorado mammoth in colorado another uh lively difficult building to play in and maybe it's not difficult i think some guys i think probably embrace these uh types of games a lot more when you have the very big lively crowd and it's probably just as much fun to uh silence the away fans as it is to get your home fans going uh when you're back in your building but it's an interesting situation here because you've got colorado going into this last game of the season with you know essentially nothing to play for i don't think you want to go into the playoffs you know on a losing note but they're going to host the west division uh semi-final regardless of how things pan out and is that kind of a little bit weird when you think about the mental side of this on the preparation because you know the rock are going in absolute must win no doubt about it have to win to even get you know the bingo balls to drop hopefully the way that uh, this team needs them to but now you've got you know your opponent on the other side doesn't really have anything to play for saturday yeah i mean it's tough because in the end all you do have to 
be ready for anybody regardless of the situation and they they were off last week with a bye so I definitely don't think they want to be going in the playoffs uh, with a bye and not having a good effort this weekend and they're going to be facing a pretty good team in Calgary who's uh, coming on hot so um, I, I think they're going to want to kind of put it all out there and play a good game and treat it as a playoff game and we obviously have to do the same so I think it is going to be a good game and I'm not going to read too much into the game not meaning much for them at, at the end of it, but I, I think uh, for them to be prepared for the playoffs, it, it does mean a lot for them. So uh, we're not expecting them to kind of mail in this one. Now, the last time the Rock played Colorado here in Toronto at the end of March, we teased slash talked about quite a bit the potential of the Nick Rose versus Steve Fryer matchup, but we got Nick Rose versus Dylan Ward, which in the big picture here is probably what we expected anyways, even though we were perhaps a little bit hopeful that we were going to get that matchup with a former uh, Rock backup here. Going into this weekend, what do you think? Do you think we see Steve Fryer get the start on Saturday night? Uh, my Not answer- that it needs to be a concern or anything, just, just a random question to a guy who follows lacrosse yeah my answer is gonna be the same as it was when they came to toronto i think uh, they have to start dylan ward this weekend uh if they don't then he, he'll be heading in the playoffs with basically three weeks off and uh, as far as rust goes you don't want to you're starting goalie off uh, for almost a month so i i just don't see a way that where dylan ward's not in the net on on the weekend that's what I said to you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We looked at the schedule, too, and we thought, you know, that bye week last week for them is maybe maybe sealed the fate, I guess, on this uh, possible matchup here this weekend. But you never know. You never know. Um, now, the last time these two teams met, uh, you know, the Rock offense definitely stalled quite a bit. And even though it was a close game going into the late stages of the things, the offense didn't get rolling. Um, you know, what have you learned or what's different even about this Rock team you know, a month later here as these two teams match up again. Yeah, I mean, I I think that desperation, I keep saying that, but I think that's really uh, been a kick in the butt, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But uh, um, we do realize uh, what we have to do and, and how we have to do it. So we're going to have a good practice here tonight, prepare uh, watching some game film on them. They, they're obviously a team that doesn't make many mistakes and we found that out the hard way when they were in Toronto. They played a very sound game and just kind of uh, just kind of swallowed us up a little bit, <laughs> like just kind of deflated the energy out of the building and and uh, yeah, just didn't make any mistakes. So we have to replicate that. One last one for me here, Rosie. Uh, every time you know, follow all the sports: basketball, hockey, football. Every time it feels someone goes into Denver or Colorado, there's all this talk about. The, the air the altitude up there and it's it's harder to get accustomed to it early in a game and you know maybe that's a it's a it's a home home court advantage or home floor advantage is that from someone who's actually played a game there is that an actual thing i'm not sure if it's different for a goalie and a player or the, the running but uh, yeah is that i have no clue um it's hard for me to say i i don't think i really notice it or like our our team would only play in there maybe once every couple of years i I, it's not something that like you land and it just kind of hits here or whatever. Um, I'm sure some of the w- other Western teams may notice it that play there tw- two or three times a year, but um, it's not really something I think that we'll even discuss as a team and uh, 
be focused on because uh, we have some bigger bigger problems to <laughs> kind of sort out heading down there. So, yeah. Now, just to wrap things up here, obviously the big win on uh, Saturday night in Buffalo. Boys all come home. We've heard so much about, you know, everybody uh, squatting up or whatever you want to <laughs> say with the Fortnite stuff. Is that how everybody celebrated? Did you guys all get together and have a big game of Fortnite? I can't say we did. No. We did get back to the home or get back home pretty late. Just kind of relaxed. Uh, played a bit of cards, maybe I think, and yeah. then shut her down. Slept in a little bit Sunday, and yeah, just a lot of rela- relaxation since that win. And uh, I, I do know the boys put in a, a lot of time on Fortnite on Sunday. <laughs> I wasn't involved in that, but. Uh, I do know that uh, the Wi-Fi wasn't working on my phone most of the day, so, wow. so yeah, so that that's uh, if they want to do that, that's fine, but that's uh, not uh, on my agenda. All right, all right. Well, some well-deserved rest there after a, a big win on Saturday night. Rosie, thanks a lot for joining us, and uh, as always, best of luck Saturday night in Denver. Thank you. All right, that was Toronto Rock goaltender Nick Rose. We will take a short break on Toronto Rock Total Access. And when we come back, we will have Toronto Rock head coach Matt Sawyer in studio with us. Stick around. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock with Kyle Davis, and we're now joined in studio by Toronto Rock head coach Matt Sawyer. Matty, how are you doing today? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, we talked a little bit with Nick Rose about this, and we know you talked about it in your post-game comments, too, and just the messaging to the team. And, you know, Nick thought that the messaging of, you know, just come out and just play was something that really uh, resonated with the guys and was something that, uh, you know, he felt worked. I guess, and got through to the guys. Um, Maybe talk a little bit about that and just how you saw it received by the team as well and the way the team played. Well, it's a a good thing we came up with something that worked, I'll say that. (laughs) But, um, you know, know, the message there was that, um, you know, just... uh, you know, no um, secret that we've been struggling over the last month, and and um, you know, guys are out there, they're working, they're competing, but um, you know, maybe uh, consume too much uh, with the end results, and and um, kind of when you're focused on that at all times, big believer that you don't usually put your uh, best performance out there. So um, you know, the message to them was they're all good lacrosse players, they all deserve to be here. We're a good lacrosse team. Let's start uh, or stop worrying about uh, the end result of the game and, and just go out there and play and perform, try to put our best performance on the floor and see where it stands at the end of the night. And the exact same thing I asked Rosie was kind of then on the flip side of it, you know, Tom Schreiber said earlier in the year when the team was on the four-game win streak scoring all the goals, he said that he thought this team played best when the team was desperate and had their backs against the wall. And that was obviously the case this weekend in terms of the situation um you know in some respects i almost feel like you kind of can't have one and the other at the same time but it seems as though maybe both of those things came together to work out well in the the message of the year saying just play but then also the guys knowing that you know we we got to win tonight or else yeah, um, a little bit contradictory there. Yeah. The two, uh, <laughs> uh, um, 
but I guess you know you uh, obviously we're in the position that we we're in um, you know we uh, we're gonna be desperate and you have to play with a sense of urgency but we're just trying to uh, to reinforce and, and maybe give them a little bit of confidence uh, when it uh, was lacking that um, again you know this is something they're capable of doing um, just uh, come together as a team and try to put your best performance individually on the floor and and all of that collectively uh, um, uh, hopefully at the end of the night it uh, ends up in a result that we want so uh, there's always going to be a sense of uh, desperation and, uh, and urgency certainly uh, late in the year but just uh, just trying to re reinforce that uh, they're capable of doing what they did and just to hit on another thing uh, that we talked about earlier on on this edition of the podcast was just the return of Tom Schreiber in general and you know, they say in any sport, you know, the best players just make everybody else around them better, you know, and it doesn't always end up showing up in the score sheet in, in sometimes a traditional fashion. And we saw Tom go 0-4 on Saturday night, despite the fact he generated some great looks. He had some great opportunities still. Could have very easily been a night where he ended up, you know, with two or three goals. He just didn't. Um, but talk a little bit about just how he has made everybody else better on the floor in general in these last couple of games yeah um just actually just got off the phone with uh with tom as i was uh, pulling in we had a conversation much um much like what you described there uh, you know he's a little bit frustrated that uh, uh in himself that uh, he wasn't better out there but um uh, and when I say better, I guess uh, putting a few more goals in, in the net uh, than he did. But uh, you mentioned the shots and the, the looks that he created. And, um, you know, just uh, as an offensive player, you uh, you should be concerned or worried when you're not creating those uh, looks. And Tom had a lot of good uh, good looks against uh, Buffalo. And if he's able to duplicate that against uh, Colorado, um, just with uh, how good a player he is, you know, the uh, end result will likely be different. What he does out there on the floor for us, um, well, you know, Tom's our best offensive player, and he's somebody who uh, uh, draws a lot of attention from the uh, opposition's defense, and uh, he just opens up space for other guys out there based on that. Um, you combine that with his lacrosse IQ and how he sees the floor, and, um, you know, he's a, um, really is a pass-first type of player. We encourage him to shoot a bit more, but... Uh, you know, he just opens up uh, space for other players. Um, everybody gets excited when he's out there, um, when he's you know, able to come back and join us. So it picks up the whole team, uh, offense and defense. And uh, we're just asking him to go out there and be Tom Shriver and do what he does. And uh, we'll be there to support him and, and uh, feed off of him. So, um, you know, the main thing, though, is that he's just uh, he's such a good player that every team is going to uh, game plan around him. And each and every shift when he's out there, uh, he's going to get lots of attention, often uh, a double team and, and that just opens up space for other guys. Matty, they get Buffalo gets off to a, a hot start there. The crowd's rocking. It's uh, the Tucker lymphoma night. A lot, a lot going on. How important was it for your team to, to answer with four in a row there and just stop that right away before that kind of snowballed? Yeah, that was a, a big moment there. Um, you know, it was a fun environment to play in, and, and you get that every time you go uh, go into Buffalo, um, kind of uh, magnified with the importance of the game. So, uh, you know, they sure uh, they started fast, and um, you know, we kind of uh, expected that. We just wanted to uh, to match. That that uh, early in the game we uh, we knew they'd come out uh, come out flying and um, you know we got a big transition goal there early on I think it was uh, Challen got our first one and uh, Jonesy followed up and uh, with one in a five-on-five -five situation and then I believe Latrell got the next so uh, again our transition gives us a, a shot in the arm there kind of digs off a, a dig us out of a little hole and um, you know offensively throughout the night we were real good so um, you know uh, hopefully that continues against uh, Colorado. 
you mentioned Challen there, and uh, have you ever seen, you know, Challen ends up with five points, Brody ends up with five points. Those are offensive numbers from your defensive guys, and, you know, you mentioned Latrell. Have you ever seen that kind of numbers, I guess, the way Challen's putting up numbers right now? Yeah, Challen's, um, you know, he's uh, he's a special player. Um, you know, I told him after the game that, uh, that he's awesome. There's, uh, um, you know, a lot of things that he can do on the floor, and, and um, you know, um, people uh, lately talk about his offensive touch and and what he contributes on the offensive end which uh, is only going to get more and more um, but you know challenge one of our uh, top defenders too so there's not many players like him um, you know in the game that can uh, have an effect on the game the way he does both offensively and defensively and exciting to uh, think that he's still a kid here and, and he's only going to get better but um, and then uh, you know you mentioned Brody and just our defense overall and you know have you seen that before um, maybe not as consistently as you, you, you know what we've been seeing out of Challen here, but it is uh, it is something we preach. It's a style that we want to play, and um, you know they're offensive and defensive players kind of by label. But uh, you know we ask our offensive players to do a good job in uh, taking away transition and helping out our defense, and at the same time, um, you know our defenders know that they're uh, they're expected to contribute on the offensive end as well, and we've kind of built this team like that. Just a, and this is more general question, stepping away from that game, we were kind of talking about a side conversation a couple of weeks ago we wanted to ask you and forgot, but, you know, coaches coach players to, to get better, minor coaches go to clinics to, to get better, and you helped out with one, you know, appreciated. When you're at the top level uh, of lacrosse coaching, where do you go to or, like, use the resources to, to, to try and better your game and as a coaching staff from a, from a coaching perspective? Is that just watching film? Is that talking to other people around the league? Just your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, obviously we, uh, we all watch uh, a lot of film. When I say we all, um, speaking of uh, uh, Bruce and Blaine, and, uh, you know, you got some, uh, um, I guess personally you're asking me, you got some people that you lean on and you rely on and you bounce uh, some things off. But uh, um, for me, it's, um, you know, it's, it's Blaine and Bruce and lean on them a lot. And, um, you know, we, uh, we view ourselves as a staff very much, um, you know, all three of us pulling in the same direction. Bruce, he's our defensive coach but we're always bouncing offensive uh, questions off of him and how we defend certain things and um, we all kind of uh, contribute there together so um, as far as talking to people around the league uh, personally that wouldn't uh, um, not a lot of that from myself it's more uh, people I'm uh, surrounded by here um, you know our staff and and uh, our management and uh, even bouncing some stuff off hammer here so it's uh, <laughs> it's people that you um, you know you've developed relationships with and you trust their opinion and um, you take, uh, you know, you take the input from everyone, and you try to come up with the, uh, with the right answer at the end. But um, you know, Blaine and Bruce are, uh, are uh, big for me around here, and they're big contributors to what we do. I did want to talk about Saturday night with uh, regards to Rob Hellier. Um, obviously, a guy who has struggled the last few weeks coming into this game offensively. He gets off the Schneid, and like we mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast here, but that uh, the commentator even said, you know, Rob Hellier gets greedy and scores that that shorthanded goal. You know, he took that shot real early in the possession, and it was kind of one of those things where it was like, okay, it's kind of a funny remark in, in some regards, I guess. But at the same time, what I, you know, thought more about it was that here's a guy maybe who's got a little bit of his confidence back here. Did you see that? Start to come back into his game a little bit on Saturday night? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and, and Robbie and uh, all offensive guys, uh, you know, confidence is such a powerful thing, and, and he'd been struggling, and, um, you know, clearly he was uh, feeling it a little bit uh, 
uh, in Buffalo, and um, you know we got some uh, some good results. So that was good to see for him. Uh, the player speaking of is one of those as a coach when uh, he goes out there, and um, you know they had a defender sitting in the hole. Just kind of before he went out, um, you know, if we had to eat up the full 30 seconds, they weren't going back on the power play. So um, it's one of those when he winds up, you're going, no, 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 no. And when it goes in, you're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, for the most part, that's not something that you would encourage in that situation. Um, but, uh, you know, it uh, it worked out there. And, um, you know, it'll be something that, uh, that we'll go over with the whole offense. But uh, you do have to give them a little bit of rope at times. And you mentioned uh, um, being greedy, I guess. Um, you know, and uh, uh, taking that shot when we're shorthanded. But, uh, um, you know, goal scorers at times, they need to be greedy in order to put the ball in the net. And we want them to be aggressive and just uh, in the right situations. So let's get into Saturday night here real quick. Uh, the game, obviously, we uh, we know what's on the line here. It's, it's a win first and worry about everything else later kind of mentality. Um, the interesting thing I think about this game really in the matchup is the fact that, you know, Colorado – you never want to go into the playoffs on a losing note, but at the same time, this is a team that doesn't really have anything to play for at this point in the season. Um, does that, you know, weigh into any kind of preparation? I'm going to say probably not, but it, it to me, it does have to create a little bit of a, an, an interesting situation here. Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm not sure. I guess, uh, um, you know, you, you say Colorado has nothing to, to play for because they're locked into their spot and they're going to be playing a, a home playoff game in the, the first round. But at the same time, um, you know, they're going to want to be feeling good about their game going into that. Um, you know, they're a, a real good team and, and um, well coached and uh, they've got an outstanding uh, goaltender in Dylan Ward. So you know that you're, uh, you're facing all of that. You would like to think that, um, you know, the importance and the urgency that we're going to have of the game in the game uh, may be an edge for us, but it's, uh, it's a real tough place to play and come out with, uh, with a win. So we're going to have to, um, again, focus on ourselves. We can't worry too much about uh, what Colorado is going to do um, or not do with their lineup. And uh, we just know that, um, you know, we have to go in there and get a win to give us ourselves any chance of advancing. So, um, you know, let's hope it's a little bit of an edge for us, but it's not something that you can focus on or worry about. We're going to get their uh, um, their best game and their best lineup, and uh, we'll have to deal with that. And I guess just lastly here, um, you know, just looking at the last time these two teams met, obviously the Toronto offense struggled in a big way in that game, and it was all defenders that scored, I believe. So, um, you know, I guess what did you learn from that game, I guess, that you take into this one other than you – really hope your old guys score some goals this time around well you took the words out of my <laughs> mouth you know we'll take uh, uh we'll take those seven transition goals we yeah. got against colorado and marry that with a strong uh, offensive showing and and um you know we should be able to get to a good number but they're uh you know they're a team that hasn't given up a lot of goals throughout the year um no matter who they play and uh we're gonna have to get uh, contributions from uh, from everywhere on the floor starting with their goaltender out uh in order to be successful there so um, you know, we'll uh, we'll have a better showing up front against Colorado than we did last game. I'm confident in saying that. All right, <laughs> all right. We'll say maybe you're going out on a limb there, but maybe not. All right, all right, Maddie. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, good luck this Saturday night in Denver. Everybody is uh, fired up uh, about this game. It means a ton to everybody. And uh, yeah, again, good luck. And we'll be chatting next week, right? Thanks, boys. Next Tuesday. For sure. All right, that was Toronto Rock head coach Matt Sawyer. Let's take a short break here and then wrap up Toronto Rock Total Access after this.
Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock and Kyle Davis here as we bring you home on this uh, last Toronto Rock Total Access of the regular season. We must remind you of the regular season as the Toronto Rock will wrap up the regular season this Saturday night in Colorado against the Colorado Mammoth. Game time, 9 p.m. Eastern here, and you can watch the game on NLLTV.com. You can grab a single-game subscription, of course, if you already don't have a season-long package set up. So uh, everybody can still watch it. All right? So no excuses. No excuses. So we will uh, kind of try to... Break down how we get in the playoffs. Um, we did post an article this week on TorontoRock.com just talking about how we make the playoffs. So if you, after listening to this, still need a little visual uh, reinforcement or something like that that you'd like to actually read through it or maybe follow along while we're going through this, um, go ahead, TorontoRock.com. It's the uh, main story on there. Here's how we make the playoffs. It's pretty simple so um it is crazy though kd how we you know just before we get into this to talk about how you know we are down to you know you kind of thought oh okay you know as the season's going on like wouldn't it be crazy if we came down the last weekend everybody's still alive teams can finish from first to out of the playoffs to wherever to here to there um it still is kind of crazy that it's actually come down to this and everything is come to fruition and then we're actually going to see this play out this weekend where you know every game involving an east team is going to matter yeah throughout this whole season we've mentioned this like felt like we've been hitting this topic all year like a dead you know um but for it to come together from a fan's perspective and a league perspective i think this is great this is right you're yeah. you got every team into it with no disrespect to to Vancouver, we kind of like they were out of it from the West has been settled forever. Yeah, right, right. Couple and, months, really. Right, yeah. and then it, no one's moving anywhere. It's just they're just kind of just playing out the string here to get to the playoffs on that side in particular. But yeah, this is great. This is going to be a massive weekend of lacrosse around the league, and it's going to be fun to watch. And every fan base is involved here. Yeah, so let's try to walk you through the scenarios. There's a lot of ifs and explanation that go along with these kind of things as to why. And if we do that, uh, this will get very long. So we're going to try to just kind of breeze through these. And, and, you know, the bottom line is for anything positive to happen for The Rock, they need to win. And that doesn't even guarantee anything. There are several, there are a couple of scenarios that exist where The Rock will win and still be eliminated from the playoffs. So... The other side of the coin is a rock loss. This is very simple. The season's done. There's three teams ahead of them right now already with nine wins, so it doesn't matter. So the first and easiest one is the Rock beat Colorado and Georgia beats New England. Now, in terms of a time frame, that means that uh, Rochester ends up winning, which means we're waiting until Sunday to find out if the team has even clinched the playoff spot. The other scenario that would see the Rock clinch a playoff berth on Saturday night at the end of all the games would be the Rock beating Colorado, Georgia beating Vancouver, and Buffalo beating Rochester. The Georgia-Vancouver game comes in there because there is a scenario where we'll get to it in a moment here, but Georgia and Toronto could end up tied for third spot. And that means both teams would be 9-9, nine and nine, which means Georgia would lose two games. And that could be 
real bad for The Rock because The Rock loses the head-to-head tiebreaker. So we're talking through all this. <laughs> it does get confusing. Here's the best one, though. The Rock clinched second place in the East Division if The Rock win against Colorado, Georgia beats New England, and Buffalo beats Rochester. That would mean that The Rock would clinch second place, as I said, and that would also mean that The Rock would host Buffalo in the East Division semifinal at Air Canada Centre to open the playoffs first weekend in May there, May 4th to the 6th. Schedules depend on Leafs, Raptors, everything else going on, so there is no firm date available yet. Now, The Rock are eliminated, obviously, with a loss to Colorado, but The Rock are also eliminated if The Rock beat Colorado and Georgia loses twice because... Depending on the result of the Buffalo versus Rochester game, this would either trigger a two-way tie, which means Rochester wins against Buffalo, and that two-way tie would be with Georgia and Toronto for third, and Georgia would win that tiebreaker because of the head-to-head record. Both teams would be 9-9. Or if Buffalo wins against Rochester, a four-way tie combined with those two Georgia losses and the Rock win. There would be a four-way tie for actually second in the division between everybody else except for New England. And in that situation, Georgia would finish second, Rochester would finish third, and the Rock would be out of the playoffs. The last or is if the Rock win and Georgia beats Vancouver and Rochester beats Buffalo and New England beats Georgia, this scenario would leave Georgia, Rochester, and New England at 10-8, and 8, the Rock at 9-9, nine and, nine, and Buffalo at 8-10. and 10. So obviously at 9-9, nine and nine, the Rock would be out, and there would then be a three-way tie for first place, which would be decided by, <laughs> that's right, sack races on consecutive Sundays here to determine this. Head coach. So, <laughs> so uh, it's all very complicated. So we're just going to let the teams play the games this weekend. Follow The Rock on social media. If you see that clinched graphic go up on Saturday night, that's real good because then that means for sure there's a chance that we could be hosting the East Division semifinal next weekend. We would then just need Georgia to beat New England. Great. Ridiculous. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you that now got a grasp. Yeah. um, So basically, there's no way anybody was following along with that in their heads. So go to TorontoRock.com and and read it. It'll make more sense. I mean, I basically read what's on the page there just to follow along with it because there's no way in my head that I can just – It's there's so many scenarios still and why those things work out. So anyway, sorry. No, just a couple, couple, I guess, quick hits or little thoughts. the one for me, the the spicy one that I really don't have a clue is that Buffalo Rochester game Saturday yeah. night, at, at, and that starts before our game. I, I wonder will the coaches? How much will the players in Colorado be tracking this prior to their game, or the coaching staff, or is it? Hey, it's a, like we have nothing to do with this. Let's we're here to do a jo- our own job. Let's yeah. not even worry about it. Well, we've got a 7.30 start, right, between Buffalo and Rochester yeah. in Buffalo. 9 o'clock start with Toronto, Colorado. Yeah. So, so there's a chance you could be, be late third, early late fourth, third, yeah. maybe, by depending the time, on... By the time you're going out. Yeah, and by I'm, the time the ball drops in, in Colorado. So, you know, if it's a 15-3 game or something like that at that point, something crazy, I mean... It's basically over. You're going to kind of know, you know, regardless... 
The Rocks still need to win and would sure. still have a chance because there's a result on Sunday that can still get them in. You know, if the Buffalo-Rochester game is not going the way that the Rock needed to go, which would mean Buffalo winning. Um, but it, I, I think it's like it almost goes back to, you know, Matty Sawyer's message to the team this week is just play. Like, yeah. you, you again, you can't worry about these other things. And I feel like last year in Buffalo, it was almost a similar type thing that because of the result of another game. Oh, yeah, I recall right? I, they were – they. Everything was kind of unfolding as the, the rock, rock game was, was ending, yeah. right? So, um, you know, and the guys all said they didn't know that for sure that they had already clinched because I think I want to say Rochester lost last year before the Rock Buffalo game was over, which was the either or situation um, that existed. I want to say that was it, um, but you know, in this situation, you're not really going to know. You're still going to have to play at the string and. Um, you know, it, it does it does influence things, but at the same time it doesn't, right? Yeah. Because right now you're going in the weekend with, you know, let's get in the playoffs, the gravy, the icing, whatever you want to call it, is hosting the first round and you can't you can't know about that under any circumstance until Sunday, until Sunday Bo- night at probably seven thirty. Bottom line is you want yeah. you, right now you just want to punch a ticket. Exactly. That's uh, that's what you're looking to do and it's gonna be a crazy weekend. Even the you know Georgia's still playing to get the bye, yep. so I expect them to give it to Vancouver Saturday night um, in Georgia. Vancouver, obviously, I think from the, the score last week has packed in this season. There, given up twenty six, but uh, it's not. The, it was not pretty. It's on the, the scoreboard. I haven't watched the game, but it's the next night that uh, interests me. You're gonna have a fresh. Hungry New England team sitting at home waiting for Georgia coming into town with travel. You know, two games in what is it, twenty three out twenty two hours really from yeah from ball drop to ball drop. So uh, Georgia's been clipping along pretty well though since their their murky start, and to be curious to see if they can continue that all the way through the weekend. Or but so many scenarios like you mentioned, and you know we could break it down till we're blue in the face here. But at the end of the day, we just gotta let the games play out. Yeah, and like you mentioned with Georgia with their travel situation, I mean, they're going to play at home on Saturday night, get on a plane Sunday morning, you know, fingers crossed that everything's on time, fly into Boston, get on the bus for 90 minutes or so, get to Mohegan Sun, probably quick meal, quick nap that's to a- the rink for probably, you know, 2.45, 3 o'clock for the 5 o'clock game. There's, that is going to be a day. That's a grind, and who knows, you know, I mean, they're going to be going – they're playing for something Saturday night too. You hope from their standpoint, you know, you, everyone comes out healthy. Not You know, a couple guys nicked up and quick turnaround. Who, yeah. I mean, you never know here. And we've kind of mentioned – I'm surprised New England – how New England is still in this conversation. You know, they, they started so hot. They've tailed off in the middle. But, yeah, they're still hanging around. And curious to see if, uh, you know, guys – the retooled offense can uh, can get it done for them there and what you know what bold does and it's going to be a great weekend so uh again i'll just quickly run down the schedule for uh for saturday and sunday so saturday night vancouver at georgia 705 rochester at buffalo 730 of course the rock against colorado nine o'clock and in the biggest game of the weekend calgary and saskatchewan at 930 on saturday night and then on sunday at five it's georgia and new england so lots of phenomenal 
watching, scoreboard watching. The Twitter game of the week is Georgia-New England on Sunday. So, you know, if you grab your single-game subscription to watch The Rock on Saturday night, that Sunday game, you know, if The Rock are to win on Saturday, that Sunday game is going to have implications one way or the other, more than likely. It's either going to be a can The Rock even get in the playoffs or it could be a are The Rock hosting in game one of the playoffs, the East Division final. So, all that said, let's get to prediction time, Katie. You setting a tone here, or do you want me to go, or? Uh, what are you thinking? Who went first last week? I went first last week, didn't I? Think, I? I think you had probably 21. I had the 21-10 in there last week. But not bad. Close on the 10. And Close-ish on the 16. Close-ish on the, yeah. Some goals. Right? For sure. Okay, so I'm, I am going to go first. Yep. I think the offense keeps rolling. I'm not going to go directly to the well here. <laughs> but I am going to get close to the well. I am going to go 16-9 Toronto. 16-9. 16-9. All right, you're up. Uh, yeah, I was going to go... Uh, I was, I think, uh, Toronto Rock win, and obviously important to get, you know, get them where they need to be, but as well get us to 500 on the year prediction wise. <laughs> Just something Let's hope we want so. to. It'll be two a, years in a row. We, we yeah. want to end on a strong note personally <laughs> as well. Uh, but I have the Rock at 13, and and I do like the nine that you had as well. I'm 13 13-9. nine. Right. I uh, I do think the Ward's going to play. Um, one of the, obviously, you know, better goalies in the league as well. I just don't know if we can. We saw what, you know, Buffalo played both goalies last week and the start that, uh, you know, Book didn't last too long, but I think Dylan Ward a little more stable in there. And uh, 13-9 win. Fair. All right. Well, that'll uh, just about wrap things up here. We'll uh, have our weekly ticket plug here. KD, what's up in the ticket office? Yep. We've got uh, season passes, season ticket renewal currently going on. Uh, you know, still you can get some great seats uh, for for the season tickets. Uh, great opportunity, early bird renewal going on right now. You can bump up your uh, your bonuses essentially. Uh, what that is is you can either add a couple, uh, you know, add additional vouchers to your ticket account. You can get an exclusive Toronto Rock uh, second gift for your ticket account, one per ticket in the account. As well, you can get uh, an additional 5% on the uh, the discount. So essentially bring in your 15% discount to 20% discount for uh, for the merchandise lovers out there. We are, you know, as you could tell from that past uh, past read there, in a holding pattern for, for playoffs. But uh, we will have, you know, a second anything happens, information will be coming through on that. But as always, you can, uh, you can give us a shout directly, 416 596 3075 to uh to talk the season tickets the renewals the passes uh you can also by getting in early you can utilize the uh the payment plan which uh which helps you know you're not paying uh everything up front uh you know spread it out throughout the uh the summer which is a bonus but uh, definitely torontorock.com slash tickets to uh to go on purchase new renew or call us at the number I mentioned and uh, torontorock.com to uh, for our live chat and which has been uh been, been a great ad and very uh, successful so far as well yeah, and uh, also if we are to clinch a home playoff game to open things up, the East Division semifinal, tickets will go on sale on Monday. 
Tickets will go on sale Monday, yep. So there you go. And so keep an eye out. We'll be plugging the heck out of it on social media and whatnot. And uh, also make sure to subscribe, torontorock.com slash insider, to make sure you get the emails and uh, all the latest info. And yes. Current season ticket holders, uh, you know, we kind of were discussing it today. I know a lot of you will know, but if we do host that game, your tickets are already in your books. You're already set up good to go, right? No need yep. to uh, to call in and worry about purchasing tickets or scrambling or you're good to go uh got your tickets already for home game playoff one so we're hoping we can use them that's right that's right if not next weekend if it's not next weekend sorry i should say it would be in the championship uh final series so even if we're not at home this coming weekend next weekend sorry don't get rid of those tickets no because there is still a chance you wouldn't want to do that there is always a chance. All right. So, uh, yes, that will officially wrap things up. Um, yeah. I don't think there's anything else to add here. We just got to go out and win. That's it. Win and uh, hope everything else falls into place in some way, shape, or form. And, again, playoff tickets, uh, if things work out in the best possible way, will go on sale on Monday. So, Make sure you're following us on all of our social channels, which I'm sure if you're listening to us now, you probably already are, but tell a friend about it anyways. So uh, in the meantime and in between time, that's it. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. For Kyle Davis, I'm Mike Hancock saying we will chat next week.